Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. Hi, Dustin Hawkinsmith here from Penn Live. I've got your four Penn State talking points for Tuesday, May 3rd, and we're looking back just one last time at the 2022 NFL Draft. Penn State, eight guys drafted in the seven rounds. It's the most for the Penn State program under James Franklin. It's the most since 10 guys went in the 1996 NFL Draft. So it's been a long time since Penn State was represented this way in the draft, and I know some people talking about Okay, four and five record in 2020, seven and six record in 2021. Is there a little bit of underachieving considering all this pro talent on the Penn State roster? And I don't think that's an unfair question to ask. Starting first and foremost, Jahan Dotson going number 16 overall in the first round. The Washington Commanders pulled the trigger on him. They traded back initially from the 13th pick to 18, and then they moved back up. Uh, two spots to take a shot at Dotson, who was the third wide receiver off the board. Also looks like he should be the third best wide receiver on the depth chart immediately behind a couple veterans, Terry McLaurin, who's a young star in the league, Curtis Samuels, who can struggle to stay healthy, but he's a dynamic playmaker, but a little different than uh, Jahan Dotson. Washington coach Ron Rivera likened Jahan Dotson to Deshaun Jackson and Steve Smith in the way that he's built, which is on the small side, but that he plays bigger than his size would indicate. For Dotson, that recipe is sure-handedness. James Franklin said he probably has the best hands he's ever seen uh, of a wide receiver that he's coached. Uh, body control, athleticism, being able to get open, being able to pull in acrobatic catches, all of that is in the arsenal for Jahan Dotson. I wouldn't expect that to change as he gets to the next level. Remember, he had 91 catches for 1,182 yards and 12 touchdowns last season. 2020, that shortened season, was really his breakout. His time as the, the Lions' number one wide receiver began then. He had 52 catches for 884 yards and eight touchdowns in nine games that season. So the hands, the body control, the speed, it all outweighed the downside or perceived downside, things that he's going to have to work on at the next level which would be functional play strength, being able to run through arm tackles, things like that. Durability, perhaps, as he getting is he getting to a league with bigger, stronger, faster guys. But one <clears throat> one other thing that's that's really worth noting for Jahan Dotson is just attitude and maturity. A plus, I think, in both of those areas should allow him to get better and to get better quickly at the NFL level. Looking at the second round picks for Penn State. Arnold Ebicady to the Atlanta Falcons with the number 38 overall pick in the second round. Jaquan Brisker went to the Chicago Bears at number 48 overall. Ebicady was the highest player on the Falcons board going into day two. So they traded up from number 43 to number 38 and got a, a player in Ebicady who checks off a lot of boxes of a premium pass rusher. He had 18 tackles for loss and nine and a half sacks in his lone season at Penn State last year after he transferred from Temple. He's big enough, strong enough, explosive enough to see sack production, I think, 
at the NFL level to the Atlanta Falcons franchise, really in a building mode right now. They traded away a longtime franchise quarterback, Matt Ryan, to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they're, they're breaking in a lot of new playmakers. They look to be going with Marcus Mariota, the veteran, at quarterback. They also drafted a quarterback in Cincinnati's Desmond Ritter uh, in the third round of the draft. So a lot of, a lot of new faces in Atlanta. Arnold Ebicati is one of them. Uh, a lot of people really liked what he brought to the table. ESPN's Mel Kuyper Jr. was beating the drum that he thought Ebicati was a first-round caliber pick. And he essentially is that six picks later at number 38. Looking at Brisker. Uh, Chicago loves his competitiveness, his team first approach, uh, loves the game of football, sells out every single play, shows instincts to be in the right place at the right time. He looks like he's strong enough, fast enough, powerful enough to keep playing at a high level uh, in Chicago. Uh, made plays in key situations at Penn State, something that you can't really teach, can't really coach that. When the game was on the line, you saw it a bunch of times at Penn State. Jaquan Brisker wanted to be that guy who made the play, didn't shy away from that role, and he ended up making a lot of those types of plays. He's a leader, he's physical, he's a determined player as well, so he should have a nice pro career provided he stays healthy in Chicago. Again, a situation where Chicago is rebuilding too. New regime there, new coaching staff. Uh, Jaquan Brisker will get a chance to be a part of that. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a long-time patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our locations, including our new state college dispensary located at 1248 South Atherton Street. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Penn State had a few guys go on day three of the draft. Also, starting with Brandon Smith, went round four, number 120 overall to the Carolina Panthers. He'll join former teammate Yitor Gross Matos in Carolina, also led by a former Penn State player, Matt Rule, as the Panthers' head coach. The scouting report on Brandon Smith is athletic, capable of a long, productive career, 6'4", 250 pounds, moves extremely well, tested very well at the NFL Combine. They put out what they call a spider chart that kind of maps uh, how and where a, pen, uh, a player is most athletic. And Brandon Smith, athletic uh, above the 70th percentile in every single area. That figures to give him a good shot at producing uh, at the NFL level and getting better. I think he just needs to have the pieces come together a bit more, needs to hone his instincts a bit more. And I think he needs to be put in position where he, he can be aggressive. He can run downhill and uh, get after the quarterback, make plays in the backfield. If Carolina recognizes those abilities, maybe puts him in position to keep doing that more often. Uh, Jordan Sal, Penn State's punter, went, also went in round four, 15 picks later, 135 overall to the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens now have a decision to make at punter, have a chance maybe to cut longtime punter Sam Cook and go with the rookie here. Uh, clearly a belief that he can be a weapon for a long time in the NFL. The fourth round is a big investment to make. He wasn't the only punter to go uh, in the middle rounds as well. But Jordan Stout, he showed his big leg on kickoffs, field goals, and punts. But I think the instincts and his composure and, and his ability to directional kick um, as a punter, really made him the top punter in this draft. 
Baltimore clearly saw it picking him in the fourth round. Three Castro Fields went in round six to the San Francisco 49ers. He was called by Daniel Jeremiah of NFL.com. The biggest bargain of the draft as far as he goes. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah puts together a, a, a rankings list of prospects. He compares that to where guys actually went. There was no bigger difference in this draft than Tariq Castro-Fields, who he had a, a top 150 grade on, ends up going to the six, in the sixth round to San Francisco. You know about his length, six foot one, 197 pounds. Also ran a 4.38 in the 40 at the NFL Combine. That combination of length and quickness isn't all that easy to find. I think San Francisco feels like they have a bargain on their hands with Tariq Castro-Fields, who had some flashes at Penn State, had some injury issues at Penn State, some durability situations. Uh, but if he's healthy and he's able to string together um, full seasons at a time, he could be a really good bargain for San Francisco in the sixth round. And he had Rasheed Walker go in the seventh round of the Green Bay Packers. This was a guy who, over the past year or two, was billed as a potential first-round pick just because of him being a multi-year starter. He ended his Penn State career as a three-year starter. With that combination of athleticism and size at 6'5", six, six 300-plus pounds, didn't have the best uh, junior season. And now you, now you see him uh, going to Green Bay as a seventh-rounder, more of a flyer-type guy now um, for Rasheed Walker. But the upside there is clear, and I think Green Bay has a chance to make good on that. Uh, whether he makes the roster or not, he's going to have a chance to be a valuable guy. Uh, last but not least, Jesse Lucetta in the seventh round to Arizona. Good opportunity for him. I thought he might have gone sooner in this draft. You saw him play linebacker inside, outside, and last season you saw him play more of a hybrid role, mostly focused on being an edge defender which in short spaces with his speed, his get off, he's twitchy from that position. He's got strong, powerful hands. He's relentless. Uh, he too has a chance to prove to be a nice bargain for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, not to mention his versatility, his size, what they're able to do with him, including possibly on special teams. After the draft is over, some notables when it comes to undrafted free agents, Ellis Brooks to the Green Bay Packers, Derek Tangelo, the Atlanta Falcons, Eric Wilson, who played one season at Penn State after arriving from Harvard, signed with the New Orleans Saints, and then Drew Hartlob, the special teams gunner, the speedster who runs a sub 4-2-5-40, signed with the Carolina Panthers, as did John Lovett, who played one season at Penn State after starting his career at Baylor. A couple other notables, uh, Irvin Charles, uh, who transferred from Penn State to IUP, he got a free agency deal with the New York Jets. And Antonio Valentino, who transferred from Penn State to Florida last season, he caught on with the New York Giants. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Blue White Breakdown. As always, be sure to follow along the daily Penn State podcast from Penn Live. Those can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Everything else we do is available at PennLive.com slash Penn State Football. And we'll see you next time on the Blue White Breakdown. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location.